You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to a Monday edition of the Locked On Longhorns Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Kahn. Follow me on Twitter at PatSportsGuy. Follow the show, Locked On Horns. Just want to remind you, this episode of the Locked On Longhorns Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. You're getting 20% off. All right, for this episode, it is a simulcast. Locked on Longhorns, locked on Big 12, getting you all set for bowl week. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, And then coming up tomorrow, we'll have part two of the conversation with me and Joshua Neighbors, and we're going to get you all set up for the Alamo Bowl. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation with Joshua Neighbors. Patrick, we've got a whole bunch of bowl games to talk about. But first things first, uh, you did not know this was coming. I've been watching you, obviously, following your Twitter account, and I, I was following you for a while, and I was following you when it was tweets about, hey, Cowboys draft order, Cowboys are third, Cowboys are fourth, and now your team and mine, the Washington football team, are locked into a uh, a race to the bottom, at least for my squad, for the NFC East. So, I mean, how are we feeling? Uh, the Cowboys take out the Eagles and take them out of the playoffs today. How are we feeling heading into the final week of the season? I mean – Cowboys, they, they, they've got some momentum. Playoffs? You kidding me? <laughs> Playoffs? Oh, we can win a game. Uh, no. Um, yeah, it's crazy. It's You know, you're right. You know, uh, huge Cowboys fan, obviously. And I started out in the writing podcasting world as, as a Cowboys guy. And so it's, it's crazy. Uh, the fact that I was figuring out how can the Cowboys get Panay Sewell with the number three pick in the NFL draft. And now I'm going, oh, we're going we're playing for the playoffs? Like if we beat the Giants and Washington loses, we're going to what? It's, it's it's crazy because but you know in this world in this 2020 year, it's it's just it's insane. That's I mean that's the only way I can put it. I mean, we got we got losing teams going to the playoffs with losing records. In college football, we have teams with losing records playing in bowl games, so I mean it's it's just 2020. Over the course, right? I mean, this and this division's been so bad the whole year. I will I will say this. The it was weird because the Eagles and the Cowboys, I feel like the teams that with the most momentum um in the division. And even after that Eagles loss, right? I mean, it still felt like they relatively had some momentum. And, and the Cowboys today went out there. I mean, they just fly out, took care of business. Um I mean, and I'm glad yeah. well, I'm glad Washington's not playing the Cowboys. And then I'm glad they're playing the Eagles next week. Uh, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny because I was watching the game and uh, Dallas goes down 14-3 early on. And I'm like, I was like, look, I can handle a blowout loss. Just I saw your tweet. Not <laughs> the, I was like, do something. And then from the time that I tweeted that out to the end of the game, Dallas outscored him 34-3. They should give you the game ball, honestly. I And I tweeted out. I said, you're welcome. Said, you are welcome. I got, I got you a dub. Over that team. You know, it's like I said, it's, I don't care if Dallas loses next week and they don't go to the playoffs. They knock Philly out, so that makes me happy. It's funny, too. Also, the defense played well today, but the thing was, like, this was a game where Dalton finally kind of recreated what Dak had been doing, right? He has an awesome game. All the receivers go nuts, and Zeke goes for 100 yards, and it's like, this is this is kind of what you paid Andy Dalton to be, right? And this is, you know, 
not every game is going to do it, but he recreated a whole lot of what Dak did. And I'm, I'm a huge Dak guy. I love Dak. He's awesome. Um, but damn, this is kind of what you wanted earlier in the season. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It, it really was. And, you know, it, it's funny because I could say the same thing about the Texas Longhorns, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they if they would have played the way like the last few weeks before uh, their season ultimately ended, if they would have played that way through the entire season, maybe they wouldn't have uh, ended six and three. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of it, – chalk up 2020 for what it is yeah craziest i honestly covering college football covering pro football covering football period this is the craziest year i've ever had Mm -hmm. uh covering a team so it's absolutely yeah i mean this this year yeah it's i think it's been wild from you know well just covering college sports in general i mean you and i talk about college basketball games happening too and look there's moments where it's like you know, I'm afraid to record a podcast because you, you don't know if the game's going to get canned or not, right? I mean, you know, you'll have parts yeah. of your show where it's a 15-minute preview about the basketball games coming up this week, and I did 10 minutes on Baylor-Gonzaga a few weeks ago, right? Because, I mean, it's 1-2, right? You, you got to give time to 1-2 matchup. And yeah. hours before, I, mean, I think it was that one was hours before the game gets scrapped. And it's it, just it kind reminds of, me of reminds me of back in March, right? right. <laughs> I did all my pregame stuff. I'm ready. Texas tag, Texas. A gigantic off. basketball game that got canceled. Right. Like and gigantic then, game. And then they were like, boom, not happening. And I was like, so I just spent like hours <laughs> prepping for this game and it's not going to happen. Well, I mean, it happened in our rain t- our round table last week. Remember we yeah. talked about West Virginia playing a three and seven Tennessee. Team? I, I, yeah, I rose to Tennessee. There they go. Not happening. They're going to play army. Good luck. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. Good luck. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. I have to ask you though, I mean, to go along with things that are very, very 2020 Sam Ellinger, right? I mean, this is, you know, this is, you, you give me the hands and it's like, you know, what, what we don't, I mean, for me personally, you know, and this point was made last week, a biker made it on the, on, on big 12 today, the show I work on, I'm serious about, you know, if they do change the name image likeness rules and they say, Hey, you can make money off your own name and stuff. Another year for Sam Ellinger in Austin, Texas would be very good, I think, from a monetary standpoint, right? I mean, it would be awesome for him. And for a guy that we're not really sure can play quarterback at the next level, right? I mean, almost it almost seems like Blake Bell is the best case, is the best case scenario for Sam Ellinger at the next level. But um, with that being said, you know, Patrick, where, where are you with that? What do you think? What do you think um, Sam Ellinger is at? Because I will say this, next year's draft class for quarterbacks, it's a whole lot more question mark. And I'm not saying this – other guys will vault Sam Ellinger, right? Other guys are going to vault him in, in that discussion. So it seems like for him, another year at Texas, if you know, if he's ready to move on in his life, you can't fault him. Right. But another year at Texas, I mean, that's what Tom Herman wants. And uh, he's going to have a chance to probably win a Heisman Trophy. I mean, I know it seems weird to say, but look, I mean, you know, that's he and Derek King. I mean, 60-year seniors, right? Those guys have played a lot of football in their career or, you know, fifth years in, in Sam's case. A lot of football play. And those guys know the ropes. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts on on Sam Ellinger? Just a moment. I will give my thoughts on Sam Ellinger. But first, I wanted to tell you about BetOnline.ag. I know we're ready for some football. College football's in bowl season. There's big matchups, and we're talking about it right here on this podcast. I'm trying to get you ready. There's only one place that has you covered, and one place we trust. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code locked on L O C K E D O N for your fifty percent welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code 
locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Like we said, there's so many games to talk about. Alamo Bowl, the Cheez-It Bowl. What about the Cotton Bowl? I mean, there's big matchups all over college football. Make sure that you are not behind. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts. The conversation with Joshua Neighbors. Just want to let you know that betting on the Texas Longhorns doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the best possible wagers. Subscribe to the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Well, um, I, you know I think you're right. When, when you say there's a lot of money at stake and I'm not, you know, I, I don't know the financials, but it makes me wonder would Sam Ellinger actually make more money at Texas than he would his first year in the NFL with mm-hmm. the new aim, name. And it was like, and say what you want, the Longhorn logo, the university of Texas, one of the most well-known logos in all of sports. I put that up there with the Yankees, the Cowboys, uh, you know, maybe, uh, some of the English Premier League teams of Barcelona, you know, the Manchester United. I mean, those are like some of the top brands I think of. Texas is right there with it, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that there's a lot of money to be made. Um, you know, they, they've done a bunch of studies and in, in looking at, you know, the, you know, the social media uh, and everything and how how he can, you know, make money off of it. So, I mean, I, I don't know the financials, but I, I would be hard-pressed to think that, he wouldn't make more money. Um, with that being said, Cami uh, Griffin, who's my co-host on Locked on Horns, uh, we wrote a dueling opinion piece on Longhorns Wire. Uh, she thinks he needs to go. I think he needs to stay. And, mm-hmm. and the reason why I think he needs to stay is uh, NFL draft. Uh, like you said, now next year's class doesn't look as great. I mean, we, we say this every year. Yeah. Say every year. Uh, nobody was talking about Zach Wilson before the season started. Nope. Nobody was talking about Kyle Trask. Nobody was mentioning Mac Jones. They were like, when's Bryce Young taking over? Right. I mean, so there's always guys that can just pop up. And, and be honest with you, we don't know what's going to happen with Tom Herman. Mm-hmm. Uh, say what you want about the committal, non committal statement from Chris Del Conte. He said he's our coach. That's all he said. He never said when, where, what, how, any of it. So that could change. But we know how much a coach can change something. Let me tell you this. Nobody was talking about Mac Jones, but look what Steve, Steve Sarkeesian just did. I mean, he put five, three out of the top five in the Heisman there. Uh, and for those who don't think that a Sam Ellinger can be in the Heisman, Brees Hall from Iowa State was number six. Okay, so if he can be top six out of Iowa State, Oh yeah, dude, he's got a good chance. I mean, I don't. If you don't think Sam Ellinger's got a good chance for Heisman next year, you're crazy. Uh, and, well, let's see. He had 25 touchdowns, five interceptions. Oh, by the way, he also led the team in rushing touchdowns with another eight. That's Sam Ellinger. And if you and if they get this figured out and they can play an entire season, 12 games, 13 if they make a Big 12 championship game, dude could put up monster numbers. Um, you know, if if once they get everything figured out. So, but without all that being said, I think. I think Sam does need to return, and it's for that NFL draft purposes. I think he regressed this year. Uh, when you look at his numbers, throwing outside, throwing down the field and outside the numbers, he was pretty good down the middle. 
Uh, but I'm going to tell you this right now, if you're going to be an NFL quarterback, you cannot live down the middle. You got to be able to make those throws. Otherwise nobody's going to respect you. And they're just going to play in the middle of the field and be like, I dare you to throw it. Yeah. That, that's where I uh, where I'm at it. Would another offseason, a actual full offseason with this coaching staff, a full spring with this coaching staff, do I think that would help? Probably. And you and I talked about it too. I mean, another year with the coordinator too, like, like getting getting yourself uh, another year with your such. I mean, that would be that would be huge, right? I mean, that, that's something that we that we talked about, you know, being something that, that needs to be uh, needs to be had, right? Uh, I mean, I, I think. Like once again, we talked about how look putting two new coordinators in place is not going to work in just one year, and I th- I think in this situation, you know, now given the second year, if Tom Herman can get Ellinger back, watch out because that is that's a coup, that is a gigantic coup, because you know this with the other options they're facing a quarterback right now, Ellinger coming back would just be I mean, it would mean the world to them, right? And I'll, and I'll tell you this from from people I've talked to and just you know understanding the situation. I don't think that there's a whole lot of people that believe in Casey Thompson as a starter. Mm-hmm. I think they believe in him as a backup quarterback, and that could cause him to enter the transfer portal, as we've seen many, 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 many players do. I think the future is Hudson Card, but do they want to put their – does Tom Herman want to put his – like, if he is brought back, does Tom Herman want to put his job on the line for with a redshirt freshman quarterback? I don't know that he does. Uh, I think he would – if it was not Sam – uh, he would probably trust Casey before, but even though I think Hudson Card's a better quarterback. Um, and you could argue that their most talented quarterback just left, went to Utah. Right. Uh, you know, just as far as all the intangibles that he brings and whatnot. So, yeah, I, I, mean, I mean, I agree with you there. I think um, they, they, they want Sam back. And, and I think that, I'll be honest with you, Tom Herman, I think Tom Herman needs Sam. I do too. I I believe he needs him to, to stay alive. I mean, he he's gonna need he's gonna need him back. Like he's gonna need if he wants any chance of keeping his job, which feels like, you know, in two years, Tom Herman's probably not gonna be Texas head coach. If Sam if, if Sam Ellinger comes back, I mean, do do people want him to save his job? No. no. Does he have a chance? Does he have a chance to? Yes. It it even the fan base is split on Sam coming back. Right. I mean, and and you know, and, and I agree. I you know, I've, I've heard both sides of the argument, and, and I agree with both of them. Like, you look at it, and you're like, yeah, Sam should come back because of NFL draft. Tom Herman needs him. Just let's be honest with you. Sam Ellinger was the diaper that caught all of Herman's crap and made it work. That That's really what yeah. it, If you look at the Texas Tech game, if it wasn't for Sam, they weren't winning that football game. Uh, you can argue that. There's several games on there. I mean, the Oklahoma State game, he was not great the entire game, but when it mattered most, when when the right. chips were down, he was the guy. He, and he made – he down, was making the play. Yes. Fourth down, needed a touchdown, finds Jake Smith. Um, that was probably the best route I've seen Jake Smith run since he's been in Texas. You know, so, yeah, I mean, I think they, they both need each other, I think. That's yeah. really what it comes down to. Uh, but we'll, we'll find out after the Alamo Bowl. Uh, you know, Sam Ellier came out and said that, you know, he, he doesn't know. He's like, I have two great options here, and he goes, neither one of them seem bad. I could go. That's pro. yeah. That's that's a very good point. And and you know what? I, I think, I think for one, we should actually celebrate the fact that this kid's in a spot where he gets to make you know a decision where either it's going to be you know good for his future or you know actually good for his future either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either the chance to go make a living in the NFL or a chance to come back and maybe make make some money while he's there, or also to help a program that 
at that spot really does need him. I, either choice is a great one, and I, I think I'd be happy either way. And you also have to remember that Sam Ellinger now has the opportunity to become the number one quarterback in Texas history because he's within striking distance of every single one of Colt McCoy's records. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I've already heard, heard these. They'll go, oh, well, he had an extra year. Ah, actually, Colt McCoy's played in more games, so technically, same amount of games, he can still break all of his records. So There you go. There you go. Watch. It's going to be interesting because Colt played in 53 games. So far, Sam's only played in 45. So he's got eight games to catch him before they try to put the asterisk next to Sam. Before we get into that final segment, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. Built Bar, it's an improved Built Bar now. It's even more delicious. 18 amazing flavors, including nut and non-nut flavors. They got six new flavors plus the 12 original. You've heard me say it before, peanut butter brownie. Mint chocolate, or try one of the new ones, lemon almond cheesecake. Absolutely fantastic. They have a cookies and cream bill bar. I mean, absolutely 100% covered in chocolate, soft, easy to chew. None of that chalky taste, that aftertaste. Bill bar is great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And get this, they're great for the keto diet. We're talking high protein, low sugar. Low carbs, absolutely check it out. Go to builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked on L O C K E D O N. You get 20% off your next order. Remember, use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. So let's talk some bowl games here. Um, and and coming up you know, on Tuesday, it's kind of a nice pair of games. I think I actually like this day out of, out of all the days uh, for the Big 12 the most. By the way, Big 12 is going to be end up being favored in six of the seven bowl games they're about to enter. So uh, Interesting. <laughs> yes, very interesting. First game is going to be Oklahoma State and Miami. Seven and three, Oklahoma State, eight and two, Miami. Our friends at betonline.ag. I've seen the line fluctuate from two and a half to three, um, depending on you know when you look at it. But I've seen both of those there. Go once again, go check them out uh, out online, betonline.ag. So in this game, this one's really weird because these two teams are having opt outs. Um, I think it's one of those where you kind of throw the line at three, right, and you just kind of see what sticks. Y- you've got no idea what you're going to see in this game. Obviously, a disappointing season for Oklahoma State. I would say a successful season for Miami, considering how bad things looked. I know they got thrashed. By, by UNC, and that was not good. But look, 8-2 and two with the roster they had and the COVID issues they had, they had like four good players in that team, and I mean that sincerely. They're like four, three or four good players, um, and they're getting one of them back. So I think this game is fascinating. I think it's interesting. Anybody who tells you they have any idea what's going to happen is completely, completely lying to you because this is one of those games, the opt-outs, and also with the nature of how these two teams have been this season – uh, it's just going to be one of those weird, fun, interesting games. I'll tell you what, I would feel really, really comfortable with taking Oklahoma State in this mm. game if they had Chuba Hubbard. And the reason I say that is because I just watched a uh, Manny Diaz defense give up 544 yards rushing uh, to that dynamic duo at North Carolina, who also have opted out of their game. Yep, yep. Uh, but 
it's it. So I look at that, and I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I started having, I had PTSD. I was having flashbacks to BYU 2013, watching Taysom Hill run all over the Texas defense and got Manny Diaz fired. I was having flashbacks to that. I was like, ooh, that's bad. But yeah, if they had that combination of Chuba Hubbard and LD Brown, I feel really good about Oklahoma State in this game. But like you said, with all the opt outs and everything, it's like, I don't know how to feel about this game. Uh, but I think when it comes down to it, to a game like this, where there's so many unknowns, I'm going to go with the veteran factor. I trust a veteran in Derek King more than I do a Spencer Sanders, who has been, not only was he injured, but he's been up and down all year. I mean, there were times where I was like, man, this guy's fantastic. You saw him against Texas. I was like, whoa, this dude, like him and, and Tylen Wallace, I mean, they were going to tear, tear the roof off the place. Oh, by the way, but they turn the ball over a lot. And so that's that's kind of the thing. That's that's where you are. And, and you're right. There's too much to really factor in this game. So I'll go with the veteran quarterback. So give me Miami by three in this game. Yeah, I, I like Miami too. Uh, I like the fact – and Dear King saying I'm coming back. I love that for him. I And I, I will raise my hand and say I was somebody who thought that Derek King at Miami was not going to work because as good as he was, you couldn't overcome how bad that offensive line was. I was wrong. Derek King overcame it every single step of the way. A majority of the time they need some Derek King, he gave it to him. And also too, I, I mean, I'm very excited to see him come back for another year. So let's 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 clap it up for Derek King and give give him a give him the applause on this one. All right, game you'll be watching very intently. Number mm-hmm. 20, Texas uh, against Colorado. Texas hovering around a 10-point favorite, depending um, you know, on when you look at the line. It's around nine and a half now, I believe. Um so this one is interesting for a few reasons, right? Obviously, Texas with plenty of motivation with Sam Ellinger potentially being his last game. And then Texas has had a whole host of opt-outs. On the opposite side, Colorado is a team that they've only played five games. For, for, so for them, Patrick, this kind of feels like, you know, something that, that this part of their season. It's meaningful because you worked hard, you had an offseason, you got ready to play, and you only got five this is one they earned, you know, that they they earned, right? This is a game. Right. It's a good opponent that Colorado has earned. So I think Texas is better on paper, but I think Colorado shows up with plenty of motivation because this is part of their season. Right. So a couple of things. Surprising that Colorado's here, considering the whole Mel Tucker situation. Carl Durrell, another another yeah. another another round of applause for Carl. I Durrell. mean, yeah, Colorado would be here. Uh, Jarek Broussard is a really good running back. We saw what he did against Arizona, 301 mm-hmm. yards rushing in that game. Uh, you know, he's a threat. He's a threat. And, and you're right. Texas has a ton of opt-outs. We're not really sure who's going to start on the offensive line. We think – we know. We're, I think we're going to have a freshman at center. I think we're going to have a freshman at left tackle. There's a possibility you could see a freshman at right tackle. So, a lot of concerns up front. Now, you, the guys that you know, B. John Robinson, those, oh, Brennan Eagles, your best receiver, go on. Uh, you know, so now, you know, where, where do you go on offense? I think they're going to have to lean on B. John Robinson in this game. Defensively, there's a lot missing. Your best pass rusher, gone. Your second best pass rusher, gone. Both opted out, going to the NFL. Uh, so, you know, who's going to step up in that game? Where, where do you look at – I mean, your linebackers are back, so you're good there. They've, they've said they're coming back. Now you're going to have two new starting safeties because now Chris Brown, Caden Stearns are both gone. Uh, Jalen Green, who has been playing cornerback, is going to be playing both corner and safety. <laughs> so, you know, there's a whole lot there. It's kind of like, 
you know, what, what do they do? But the good thing is they, you know, they passed all their COVID protocols. They got back on the practice field. So they've had several weeks to work on this. And the one thing that we've known is when you give Tom Herman time to prepare in a bowl game, he's going to win that football game. Oh, Master way, of bowl games. He is 4-0 and in bowl games. He 1-0 at Houston uh, and then obviously 3-0 and at Texas. Uh, I didn't think that he was going to win the Sugar Bowl against Georgia. Prove me wrong. I didn't think he was going to beat Utah last year. Really proved me wrong because they kicked the crap out of him. Uh, so, you know, it's it's tough for me. I, I think I'm going to lean Texas in this game because of that. Uh, several reasons. Sam Ellinger, you got a senior leader. And because Tom Herman, for whatever reason, when it comes to bowl games, he can win. He wins, and he doesn't, and he does it convincingly. Yeah, I'm curious about what the talent gap will look like, right? Because even with all those opt-outs, there should still be a talent gap between this Texas team and the Colorado team. And I think because of what you're saying here with Texas, I agree with all those things. And, you know, I, I think we should consider that Tom Herman bowl factor, right? I think that should be considered heavily. So if I were to place a wager in this game, which I will not be looking, I love to wet the beak. This, the bowls are usually like usually stayaways. This one feels super stay away. I, I mean, the last two feel super stay away. So if I were to go one way, I'd say t- Texas lay the points just because we, you know, we trust Tom Herman in these spots. But I mean, who the hell knows if they can cover or not? I do feel comfortable saying Texas money line. It's going to be a big bet. You have to lay a, a fair amount of money. I don't know the. I have to look in a second, but yeah, I mean, I wouldn't lay um, nine and a half. But if I, you know, if, if you made me say Josh, which way you can go, I would lay the points. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh... I think Texas by touchdown feels feels good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of where I'm at with it, just because their best run run defenders are gone. Um, so I, I don't know how they're going to do against Broussard, and that's kind of where I'm worried about. Uh, but their quarterback is he is turnover prone. Uh, in in five games, he's thrown five interceptions. So uh, you know he's he's a guy. He's uh, Sam Neuer, uh, the quarterback, is the guy, and, yeah. and not even 100 percent sure he's going to play because he's been dealing with a shoulder issue. So we'll see where 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 it uh where it all lands there but yeah i would say texas by touchdown all right well that's going to do it for this edition of the locked on longhorns podcast special thanks to joshua neighbors from the locked on big 12 podcast make sure you come back tomorrow we're gonna have a big preview show for the alamo bowl plus the remainder of that joshua neighbors conversation throughout the week uh but that's gonna do it for this edition I'm Patrick, and we'll see you tomorrow. Hook them.